Well, a very exciting checkerboard chatter today as we continue season number two and taking a look at the watch. We now sit 36 days away until it's football time in Tennessee. What's up? Tyler Ivins with you for the next 30 minutes or less. And look, we'd like to get you caught up on everything that you missed from the University of Tennessee over the last week. But taking a look at the calendar as we record these on Friday, a couple of days ahead to not only Tennessee football media days that are going to be kicking off on Tuesday, but then the following day, Wednesday, pow. That's right. A little click clack. It's going to be the open of fall camp there at Haslam Field in Knoxville. So what are some of the things that you need to know? The reason why it's so big, in my opinion, why this edition of the checkerboard chatter is so big is because we get to do a couple of things. We like to reflect and we're going to reward. So if there's two things you need to remember for today's episode of the checkerboard chatter, we're going to reflect and we're going to reward. Let's reflect a little bit. Much like Joe Milton did during SEC media days just last week. You know, I, I previewed this in the last episode of the Checkerboard Chatter. And, and for a lot of you, you said, well, you know, Tyler, you were sitting there one-on-one -on -one with Joe Milton. You had an opportunity to kind of peek into the eyes, look a little bit at Joe Milton during this nine, 10 minute setting that we had with him in Knoxville, Tennessee. Look, for those of you who perhaps are joining the Checkerboard Chatter, maybe you just subscribed to the Rivals page. Hey, First and foremost, congratulations. Welcome to the Tennessee Rivals page over at the Ball Report. From Ryan to Noah to Tyler, so many of the guys busting their rumps five weeks out, have been busting their rumps the entirety of the summer to bring you all things Tennessee sports. But now that we've reached SEC Media Days, now's the time we start talking exclusively Tennessee football. For Joe Milton, look at kind of his saga, if you will. This is Joe Milton who... He was already three years into the system at Michigan before entering the transfer portal, coming to Tennessee, injuries, which then led him to taking a back seat to who would later become not only his roommate, but his best friend, Hendon Hooker, to now being able to earn the starting job in Knoxville again. Look, he only has four, five, we'll call it four and a half starts here at the University of Tennessee that he can really hang his hat on. But it looks like that the disease, if you will, that was kind of giving Joe Milton issues over the last couple of years might have been cured. Now, I know some people will look at the finish in the rainy Nashville game last year and go, well, that Vanderbilt game didn't really show me much. But it was a convincing win in Miami in December at the Orange Bowl over Clemson. So we had to start asking ourselves. I did, especially on my local radio show here on Rocky Top, what exactly is it about Joe Milton that ticks? And what is it about Joe Milton that we can learn that we don't already know about a man who he looks like he's already been sculpted. He looks like that. He is the statue of David that you can find overseas, but there's so much more to Joe Milton than just a man who can throw the football 90 plus yards. I want you to give this a listen from last week, my chat with Joe Milton and tell me what you think of it. What is it you took away from this exact conversation I'll tell you what I took away from it, but first I want you to listen. Give this a listen. I remember sitting in the press room after the orange and white game, mm -hmm. and I remember you answering this question, and I want to revisit it. You got a smile on your face right now. <laughs> uh, you said that there is a lot on your plate right now. Mm -hmm. 
but you want to take it day by day, and we'll see where it goes. Correct. We're 44 days away until you kick off against Virginia. Mm -hmm. Where are you now mentally on your plate knowing this opportunity is back again, you being the starter at Tennessee? And what could come if you excel this time around? Um, I don't think about I don't think about it too far ahead. You know, that's where I got messed up last time. Is think about it too far ahead. Really? Um, you know, I just that's why I said I'm gonna enjoy every day that I can. Right. Um, you know, just enjoy the process. Um, I think the the outcomes of everything. I feel like the the journey is better than the outcome because you get to go through things, you get to see things differently, you get to experience different things, you get right. to meet new people. Right. You get to put faces with names. You get to do all that, right? But when you get the outcome, you just get a random people that you don't even know that's all in your face, right? Right. But the whole journey of it is just great. So. Let, let me just real quick, walk me through something specifically. Just real quick, you said that was what happened last time. I got too far ahead. Can you give me something in detail it past Joe Milton where you said, okay, I learned from this, like a receipt. What was that receipt moment? Give me just one of those. Yeah, um, 2021 season. Um, I mean, everybody would be like, oh, Joe missed all these throws, right? But Joe didn't know these receivers, so am I going to make an excuse? Absolutely not. But when I got hurt, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, man, am I good enough for this game? You know, I you asked yourself that. Yeah, I doubted myself um, for like a week. Doubted myself for a week. I was in the quarterback room, slouched for like a week. I was, you know, going through that phase like, man, like, I don't even know if I want to be here for real. Um, you know, I probably just want to go home, right? But um, I went back home after that week, and I looked myself in the mirror again. I was like, man, God gave you 6'5 height, 235 pounds uh, of weight, a lot of muscle. You can throw the ball very far. You got you accurate. You can run. Uh, you know how to talk to people. You know how to lead, right? Um you know how to win football games. So why not go back out there and compete to your highest level? So, you know, uh, I looked at that, and I took that into preparation, and I made it happen. So, again, Joe Milton, which I think is really a, a tell-all sign on how things have been in his career the last couple of years. I mean, I mean but seriously, but think about that for a quick second as we line things back up here on the camera. Can you imagine one – Stop for a second. Let's reflect on what we just heard from Joe Milton. Yeah, 6'3". Built like a you-know-what house. He looks like an NFL-ready player every time he takes his shirt off. The guy has a lightning bolt on his right arm. And he's slouched over, and he's contemplating whether or not he actually has what it takes to play the sport of college football. He considers quitting and not wanting to do college football anymore because of the hurdles that he had to overcome and, and some of the headaches that he had to kind of pass by and conquer. Where would Tennessee football be without Joe Milton right now? And not only that, can you imagine a scenario where, in fact, Joe Milton did hang it up and he didn't have time to learn not only again from Hidden Hooker, but from one of the greatest minds ever to coach quarterbacks and Josh Heupel. Now, all those are to be fact. I mean, these aren't opinions. These are just kind of line it up this i understand this channel and this and the show is here to kind of bring honest kind of black and white very neutral but also provide facts the facts are simply this joe milton at multiple times in his career has shown the inability to lead a team for four quarters of football there were times where joe milton contemplated not wanting to be a quarterback anymore on a college football team 
Then Joe Milton looked himself in the mirror, saw the opportunity, collected himself, and then went out and put up a very impressive stat line in a victory against Clemson in the Orange Bowl. And now we sit here. Then 40-some-odd days until it's football time, now 36 days until it's football time in Tennessee. And what do we know about Joe Milton? Well, we've learned a couple of things. One, in the show that I host here on Rocky Top on 99.1 The Sports Animal, it's it's kind of weird. You know, it, there's so many more people that have so much more access than what, what we're able to do. There are so many people who are who were there on the day-to-day, who who kind of lurk in the shadows and, and get to see some of the small details that perhaps maybe not the everyday or even the highest-ranked media person gets to see. But oddly enough, in my times being around Joe Milton, there has been something built there between him and I. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's there is just I just notice a few things that other people haven't, and I said, I'm going to take advantage and see if there's a follow-up without somebody in the SID department being like, we're not going there. Sometimes that's just what it is. I'm, I'm, look, I'm not, this is not me trying to come off as me and Joe Milton are best friends. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is I think sometimes we forget that these student athletes, these 18 to 22 year old kids, they're human. There are times where when things aren't going well, they have times that they have kind of those mental check moments, if you will, that reality, Hey, this is real life. Joe Milton may look like a video game character. He may put up video game numbers in an offense that Josh Heupel has put together, but does that mean that it's going to translate in real life here on the football field? I think that conversation over 10 minutes that I had with Will West and Joe Milton, my co-host, it not only was refreshing for Joe because it seems like that he has a new outlook on this season, but it was refreshing for me for this reason. In this In this city of Knoxville and in this sport of college football, at the end of the day, what matters? Wins and losses. You can go on message boards like here on the Vol Report. You can go to different Twitters, Instagrams, Facebooks, media outlets and social media, and you can put up funny memes, your GIF, GIFs, whatever they're called, and you just sit there and the trash talk begins for 300 and some odd days until you face off against the team again. But sometimes there are moments where you can look at somebody and go, wow, they've been tested, just like you and I get tested every day with what we do for a living. And it's refreshing to see somebody who can just put a headset on, be a part of a team that doesn't have a loaded script on how they're supposed to answer questions when talking to people in the media, not have an SID that's staring at them where every time a player asks a question, they have to kind of look up and be like, is this the right answer I'm supposed to say, guy? Josh Heupel's not worried about his players. He's not worried about his coaching staff. Heck, he's not even worried about his personnel like the SID department. This is a program that's relaxed. This is a program that the photo will tell you one thing with Joe Milton, but it's funny too, because I'll pull it up just momentarily. You can see Joe kind of slouched over right there on his shoulder. You can see his elbow on his knee and he's kind of talking to me because he's getting relaxed. But outside of this photo, Joe Milton the entire time, Shoulders, chin, posture. The guy, professionalism kind of right now is oozing out of him. It's so weird because the more and more I watch Joe Milton, whether it's how he holds himself on the sidelines when he was waiting behind Hendon or as he was adding scores to the board last year when games were getting out of hand and he was in mop-up duty, this is a different Joe Milton. 
And it took that 10 minute sit down chat with Joe to realize something has been unlocked in this man mentally, whether it was a restraint or there was some type of just obstacle he couldn't overcome. It looks like it's cured. Now, granted, you need more than just four quarters in a rainy Nashville, and you need more than just uh, a 80 to 85% loaded defense at Clemson. They had lost one or two to the draft. But I think that this year for anybody who says, well, why, Tyler? Why should we all of a sudden be behind Joe Milton when he's only given us small little glimpses? Because I'm going to tell you right now, as a guy who has been around him and I've seen him in different phases in a stop here in Knoxville, that Joe Milton, the one you just heard from, the one that I've chatted with multiple times, it's a different Joe Milton. How he holds himself, how he talks about his teammates, how he looks at himself, how he's more relaxed. Perhaps, maybe, for anybody who's issued or, or worried about an issue about moving on from Hidden Hooker to Joe Milton, you may not get your first really look on how things have gone or transpired till Florida but I think you'll be happy whenever you see the results because I trust this Joe Milton and I trust Josh Heupel with what he's been able to do with quarterbacks, both in the past and in the present. It should feel very, very good I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you when this video is done, go back and hit rewind, re-listen to that kind of two and a half minute exchange, the breath, the confidence, the kind of the I'm opening up. Here's what happened. Very, very, very refreshing. All right, how about the reward? I got to say something here. I'm pulling up the list over here at Rivals. And if you notice, take a look over at the committed side of things. Okay, I want you to look at specific dates. There's seven there for seven different athletes that have committed to the University of Tennessee. Yes, as you see there on our Rivals list on the very top, there have been 18 commits to the class of 2024 for Josh Heupel, which is good for ninth, again, based on Rivals. Tyler, why did you limit only to these seven names? I don't understand. Well, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because since the June 17th date where Boo Carter got locked in from nine hour, or 90 minutes down the road there in Chattanooga, something's different at the University of Tennessee. It, it, it's, it's remarkable. And, you know, you know I'll, I'll, keep this, I'll keep this list up, actually. It, it, what I want you to see is a few things. And it's when things kind of change for the University of Tennessee. Um, this list, to me, signified just kind of, and I know Peyton Lewis just got out of there, but bear with me here with Boo Carter. Uh, not to take anything away from you, Peyton. I'm just saying there's some. Watching Boo Carter on social media be a cheerleader. And look, I'm not, this isn't, I get every student athlete to an extent does it. I'm not trying to say Boo Carter is special in any way, okay? Not what I'm doing. What I'm saying, though, is it seems when Boo Carter started whispering or preparing or building up the dramatics of here comes another one or don't you wait some things are about to happen it seems since june 17th if you will that something special has happened at the university of tennessee it just seems like the movie trailer preview of some of the big names that were coming for the university of tennessee have been astronomical for this program and, and look we'll go full screen here for a moment the names that have come in, I would say in the last six weeks, yeah, let's call it five weeks, have been what is going to put Tennessee back into the blue chip ratio, which if you look at the end of the year in the college football playoff, 
the teams that are usually the highest of the blue chip ratio, they have not only a puncher's chance, but they're well into the deep of the eight, nine, 10 rounds of that boxing fight. And that's usually where you start sniffing championship gold. From Jordan Burns, Brandon Staley, Max Anderson, that was a fantastic June. What they were able to do to add size, to be able to land a wide receiver, status of Mike Matthews, and then to follow it up to keep somebody in state like Edwin Spillman, Tennessee has had themselves a big July. And look, at the beginning, in the beginning of July, there were a lot of questions of, can Tennessee actually stay afloat? Can Tennessee actually put together a strong finish or at least a strong midway point to the summer here in recruiting? The answer is yes. You know, everybody was happy, smiles last Thursday during SEC media days. Well, not only because they had the platform to themselves, you know, that day South Carolina and Ole Miss had already gone. So Tennessee had afternoon all by themselves. But not only that, but they knew they had landed a man like Mike Matthews. You know, and, and they knew just a couple days later as things were starting to wrap up in Nashville that Edwin Spillman was set to also pledge his allegiance to the University of Tennessee. All in all, Tennessee has had strong 18 names here. That's a strong 18-name list with many more names to come. But what I will say is that there are a lot of things that seems to be going right right now for the University of Tennessee. Here's what I mean by that. The players are all saying the right things. You know, have you noticed whenever there's a media availability at the University of Tennessee, it's not just the same like six names? It's like it's the same six guys that they can trust to just give you a very blanket statement. I just want to go out and have fun, and I'm proud to be part of the University of Tennessee, end quote. Everybody is getting their chance. Freshmen are being available to the media. It's it's not robotic. It's not boilerplate. It's Not only does it make playing at the University of Tennessee fun, but if you're writing or if you're doing shows, if you're covering the University of Tennessee, you don't just come to a computer or writers just don't go to their keyboards and go, okay, what kind of you know bland white rice article am I going to write today? It's fun to cover a program like Tennessee. It's fun to play for a program like the University of Tennessee. Number two, the recruiting, as we just pointed out. Players are realizing that it's fun to come to the University of Tennessee. And now the Vols are starting to shop in the same grocery store as a lot of those big teams, those blue chippers, those blue bloods like Alabama, like Georgia, USC, Ohio State, Michigan, Texas. They're shopping in those grocery stores. They're starting to build towards regaining the status of being one of the elite and one of the best in the SEC. And then finally, number three, how large was it last week? two weeks ago to learn kind of the the punishment penalties that came from the NCAA. Jeremy Pruitt, his wife, they're now back in Alabama at their alma mater of a high school, jobs as teachers, and Tennessee officially got that black cloud, at least the start of pushing it in the right direction to get it out of above the University of Tennessee. It's refreshing, and we it's rewarding to talk about student athletes who are happy to come to the University of Tennessee and be a part of something so massive and so big that you can tell right now Josh Heupel is proving right now that this team, clicking on all cylinders, 
is one of the best right now riding the escalator in the Southeastern Conference. You know, it's so many publications continue to put out what their win predictions are going to be this year for the University of Tennessee. The lowest I've seen is eight and four. Eight and four. And in my opinion, for those of you out there who go, well, eight and four seem something had to have gone wrong for Tennessee to go eight and four, like a massive injury or or, or if Joe Milton doesn't pan out, neither I, you know, Joe Milton, I believe that's not the case. You can't predict injuries. So I don't want to sit here and wait, wait, say bad things and uh, get some bad juju on Tennessee. But what I will say is this likely nine and three this year. If Tennessee can find a way to make it to January one Orlando and face off against whatever big 10 team they're facing, a lot of it's nine and three. And then you have to assume if Tennessee goes nine and three, correct. They'll play in the citrus bowl. I'm not trying to change or drive the subject to January and December when we're just now ending July, getting into August. But if you're the university of Tennessee right now, out of all the things I just listed, if you're a Tennessee fan right now, and you hear me say 36 days until it's kickoff in Nashville against Virginia, how can you not be juiced? How can you not be excited? And how can you not take the recent news and kind of be happy with some of the things that are coming in the near future? Not to mention the momentum that the rest of the athletic department is showing right now. You know, it, we're talking about how this was just football all the way, but if we're going to hand out rewards and hand out, hey, congratulations, look what CBS Sports did. Every year they hand out the all-around University Athletic Department Championship. And who won it this year? The University of Tennessee. They just bested Alabama and they just bested UCLA. A football team that was in, again, the Orange Bowl. Oh, yeah, I'm going to bring that up as much as I can. You had both of your basketball programs, the men and the women, make it to the Sweet 16, second weekend of the NCAA tournament. And then you have the women's softball team come two wins away from making it to the college women, women's college world series final. And then you have the men who make it to the college world series and both of their losses come to the team that eventually dogpiles in Omaha and wins the natty and LSU all in all less than 36 months ago, this program was just getting run into the ground. Programs were getting run into the ground. Leadership just wasn't where it needed to be here at the university of Tennessee from Danny white to Donde Plowman, to so many of the, Randy Boyd, don't want to leave him out, from so many of the individuals at the University of Tennessee, not only have they given the time, patience, and money, but now the right hires by the right-minded people have now, in less than three years, turned a landfill and a dump site into what has turned into something amazing at the University of Tennessee. Sold out season tickets for football. Renovations on the way for Lindsey Nelson Stadium what they're wanting to do to continue to improve facilities for both the men's and women's basketball program. Recruiting's at an all-time high. Sports right now are pumping in orange all over your different seats and into your different merchandise stores. If you're a Tennessee fan watching this or if you've known me personally for a long time growing up here on Rocky Top, starting to feel pretty cool to be a part of the University of Tennessee in some way, is it not? Again, not to put the cart before the horse, but... We're getting to the point in time now where a lot of people are looking at the power T and they're looking at some of the names that are coming with it. And they're saying, are these the guys? Are these the names? Are these the people who are going to help continue to make Tennessee the dominant product that they used to be and now are returning to be? I think the answer is a safe yes. Man, I'm going to tell you, coming up, I know Tyler, Ryan, Noah, and them, they've got some ball report stuff that they got coming up for you inside here at the YouTube channel, so be sure you keep a look on that. And I'll tell you one thing, a lot of traveling is going to be happening this year. 
the University of Tennessee. And for yours truly, I'll tell you that much. And look, if, you, if you're not finding me here on the checkerboard chatter, find me over on the station dial. I know a lot of you guys like to tune into 99.1 over on the afternoon side of things. And listen, on your here's what I would do. And I'm look, this is my platform, so I'm able to push this, right? I'm ready to push this, right? I'd say once you kick off your weekend or your Friday morning with me here on the YouTubes, and then you can flip back over and catch me and Will as we do the afternoon side of things, right? At Tyler Ivins, anything you need from us, you can find us right there. And you can also find us at Ball Report. We are continuing to grind as we make our way towards Nashville, as we continue to make our way towards the UT home opener against Austin P. And see, can in fact Tennessee replicate what they did last year and can they put Josh Heupel in this Tennessee football program on a pedestal and on another level where they can continue to grow towards the 18, soon to come 19 names in the 2024 recruiting class at the University of Tennessee? I'd say it's a pretty safe bet, right? Perfect. Well, it seems that we're starting to get through July into August. If you are not a subscriber and you just found me on the links or through the YouTubes, I highly recommend for you to get a subscription right now. It's $9.95 a month. It's $9.95 a month. How much do you spend for coffee daily at that big box store, which usually takes way too long? Sounds like I'm a grumpy customer of that place right before I hit record today. It takes too long, Kingston Pike. It takes way too long. My name is Tyler Ivins. This has been the Checkerboard Chatter. Hey, we're getting close to football time in Tennessee. Get a smile on your face.